name is Keith, and you're listening to Basketball Daddy Podcast. This episode, we're going to talk about all the awards during the bubble, this eight-game stretch, this two weeks. Talk about all the MVPs, Rookie of the Year, Six Men of the Year, the all-bubble teams, and with a fantasy twist, of course, on these awards. So here we go. The waiver wire streaming pickup of the bubble goes to two guys, Gary Trent Jr. and Grayson Allen. They all shot great from the field, over 50%. They shot threes, they scored, not much else. But for this reward, it's different from your regular season waiver wire or uh, or fantasy streaming award. This is basically a streaming award. But for eight games, it might as well be a waiver wire pickup award because you probably, if you play, if you play them, you probably play them for three, four games, and that's like half the bubble. So they're streaming and waiver wire pickup of the bubble. Grayson Allen and Gary Trent Jr. Now there are other guys out there that I like to mention, but it didn't quite make the cut. You know, Jerome Robinson also averaged 15 points, two, three rebounds, two, three assists a couple of threes there, um, I think it's 2.7 threes, and not much else. So he's the other honorable mention, but the work goes to Grayson Allen and Gary Trent Jr., co-winner co right here. The most disappointing or bust of the bubble. There are a lot of busts, but a lot of busts that are injury-related, like Ben Simmons, Joe LMB. You got some bonus if you actually did select him. And I'm not gonna talk about those guys. So injury, it happens. But but for players who actually did play and were really disappointing, and I mentioned a couple of them. Uh, Zion Williamson was not in shape. He only scored efficiently, but didn't do much. Didn't rebound. Didn't defend. Didn't hit any threes. Shot poorly from a free throw. So he was just like field goal and points kind of guy in fantasy. Very disappointing. 18 points. I think he was like over 55%, but still, it's not useful enough. Considering he got to give you zero, zero, zero blocks, zero threes across the board in all the games he played. But Sean Holmes is another disappointing. He's more even disappointing because in the regular season, he was top 50 easily. And there were stretches where he was like top 20. And when he was came back from the injury before the lockdown, he was ready to go. He was ready to rock and roll. But in the bubble, you expected more than him, more from him. But he, every single digit points, single digit rebounds, the Kings didn't play well. They went to Harry Giles at times. Melita did play well, but Rashawn Holmes just um, just wasn't the same. You know, he didn't, and also, but also he had a, he had a quarantine uh, with the chicken wing incident. So, I mean, so he was definitely the big bust for me. Another big disappointment, sort of disappointment was uh, DeChante Murray. He was a little bit underwhelmed, not disappointed, but underwhelmed. The guy that took the opportunity in San Antonio was Derek White, who averaged 21 points, five rebounds, five assists, four threes, almost four threes, over three and a half threes. So going next year, I think Derek White has a lot of upside, but DeJounte Murray, who was supposed to have a lot of opportunity, didn't really shine. And he was just averaging like 11 points uh, for these games. 
not the 20 points, not the 18 points that we were hoping. Now, the Rosen played well, you know, so so maybe he didn't have the opportunity like we thought he would. But Terry White took all those opportunities, so he was disappointing in relative how Derek White succeeded. That's Dejounte Murray, underwhelming in the bubble. The rookie of the bubble is a no-brainer. It's John Morant, a triple-double to finish the game, finish the bubble in the last game uh, over the Milwaukee Bucks. And he pushed his team into the playing game on the ninth seat. A triple-double for John Morant after averaging nine assists, five rebounds, and over 20 points. He didn't shoot well, but he did shoot 1.33s. So, so there's improvement to be had for John Morant, the top rookies. The other rookie that I didn't mention, now he definitely, uh, for fantasy-wise, he definitely should be uh, over Morant, but then that's Michael Porter Jr. But Michael Porter Jr. deserves a, a separate award here. Not Rookie of the Year, but because John Morant did it all year. But for Rookie of the Bubble, John Morant kind of played more meaningful games and he got the team into the playing game. Whereas Michael Paul Jr. had a few great games against um, teams that didn't matter. The Nuggets played games that didn't mean as much. He also didn't play as much. You know, so so the, the award goes to John Morant for rookie, top rookie in the bubble. The most improved the breakout player of the bubble has to be, and I created this just for him, Michael Porter Jr. Yes, Michael Porter Jr., while he's, in terms of having the best statistics in the bubble for a rookie, overall for fantasy, you know, he's averaging like, like close to 25 points, 10 rebounds, and 50% from the field, 90% from free throws, four threes, and a steal and a block. While he was, that was his peak stretch and he he deserves a different award now because he, he wasn't a rookie in the true sense uh john Morant is the rookie of the year but michael Porter jr for most improved because in the regular season before the lockdown he just didn't do much and compared to what he did in a bubble he deserves the most improved breakout player of the year that's michael Porter jr breakout most improved player of the bubble my all bubble team, and this is in a fantasy format. I'm gonna have, you know, shooting guard, point guard, guard, and then a flex, and then a flex, which is a utility. I'm gonna have forward, small forward, power forward, and a center. So here we go. So we got eight players in this all bubble team, fantasy wise, and also just like first team, second team, all bubble really in the NBA. So you have no surprise. You got Damian Lillard. James Harden and Luka Doncic as my guards. I got Devin Booker as my utility. And then I have Yusuf Nurkic as my center. Very controversial because Yusuf Nurkic is, uh, I mean, he was not not thought of as a top tier center before this bubble. He's averaging 17 points, 10 rebounds, 3.9 assists, 1.3 steals, 1.4 blocks. Shooting over 50%, 80%. Yeah, I, I would easily give him the... Um, I would easily give Jokic the nod. Uh, who was averaging... Jokic is averaging 20 points, 6.7 rebounds, 9.1 assists, 1 steal, um, 3, 50%. Also, all, uh, 
almost 85% from the free throw. I would give you Nurkic the nod over Jokic because Nurkic had a bigger impact, so he's more valuable in a way, and his numbers are just li- lined up with almost as good as Jokic. Uh, more blocks um, and uh, more rebounds. The field goal percentage, free throw percentage are about the same. So, and he, they also jump ahead of Anthony Davis, who is not on this team. He didn't have any meaningful games. Now, for the forwards, I would go for Jason Tatum, who is averaging 25 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, and almost 4 threes at 3.7 threes. Another forward I have is Michael Paul Jr., who broke out this bubble, and for the two weeks, he's averaging 22 points, 8 rebounds, 1 steal, 1 block, 55% from the field, 22.73, and I think he had a stretch where he has more than that, and then he had a stretch where he was like 30 points, 10 rebounds, 4 threes, that kind of, that kind of line. And the last forward I want to give you, it will be, it will be heartbreaking if I don't give him, it's going to be hard with a, I want, I'm, I'm torn between TJ Warren and Kristaps Porzingis. But in the end, I'm going to give it to Kristaps Porzingis because he's averaging 28 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 1.6 blocks, 2.6 threes, shooting almost 47% from the field. Better things are going to come for Porzingis next year. And he's showing that right now at 20.8 points per game and 8 rebounds. Uh, he can do even better than that, I think. Now, the other guy I'm talking about is TJ Warren, averaging 31 points, 6 rebounds, 1.3 steals, 1.2 blocks, at 3.7 threes, shooting 57.8% from the field, 89% from the free throw. So, I don't know who, who to give it to. Um, I would say I'm going to bump right now. I'm going to bump Tatum off because he hasn't, he just hasn't played a lot of meaningful games. He's sitting out a lot of games. Um, by total, I bet he's actually lower. And so for my forwards, I'm going to have TJ Warren, Chris Apposingas, and Michael Porter Jr. As I said, I'll, I will put Tatum as the other utility, as the alternate utility on this team, uh, right under Booker. So to recap, my all-bubble team is Lillard, Harden, Doncic, you got Yusuf Nurkic as a center, and then for the forwards, I have TJ Warren, Michael Porter Jr., and Kristaps Porzingis. The alternates for the utilities are Booker and Tatum. So that's my all-bubble team. The MVP of the bubble and fantasy MVP of the bubble has to go to Damian Lillard. There's no one else. You know this. Damian Lillard, for the last few games, has been averaging 50 points. For the last three wins for the Blazers, he's averaging 50 points. And he basically single-handedly push the Portland Trailblazers into the play-in game where they are the eighth seed. So they only have to win one game. So being that, Lillard for fantasy is also the number one player for the last two weeks. 
almost 39 points, 38.9 points, almost 10 assists at 9.7, 1.6 steals, 90% from the free throw, 50% from the field. He's also averaging six threes, that's right, six three-pointers during this stretch. Now, during the last game against Brooklyn, he also had a fantastic game, 42 points. But there were times where it doesn't look like they could win that game or they weren't going to give it away because the Brooklyn Nets were just staying in there, were just being very, very tenacious. Big steal by Lillard. Uh, on the one-minute mark, uh, big steal off Levert, which gave them another chance to increase the lead. CJ McCallum hit that f- almost free throw in the circle jumper to give them a four-point lead, but that was because Lillard stole the ball to give them that another possession after uh, Nurkic gave them a 32-132-130 lead. Lillard, big play, and just big, big, big uh, game from Lillard. And he he clinched the win for the Portland Trailblazers, and now they're in the driving seats. There are people that even think he he's his, uh, the MVP of the year, and there are people that talk about how the Portland Trailblazers will probably win the playing game. Which yeah, and that there's good reason to think that, and that he could actually like Lillard if he goes on a Binge like he has, he could actually upset the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers hasn't played well, but you know to say that upset the Lakers, man. I mean that he's making believer out of a lot of people, and I don't think that's far fetched. You know the Blazers were not as good this year, but the bubble with Nurkic coming back playing well, they're a different team. So they're definitely better than the eight seed. So that's why Lillard is uh, MVP for the bubble here. And fantasy MVP, as I alluded to earlier. Does he have enough? Some people say, oh, maybe he'll, he'll burn out. But they had like four and a half months off Lillard. And he's doing this in just eight games now. And we've seen Lillard go off for like a month in the early in the season where he averaged like 40 points for a month. So... Definitely, he can keep this going, and it would be interesting to see what happens during the playing game, and then if they win, then what happens during the first round in the, against the Lakers. So that's more to see from Damian Lillard, the MVP of the bubble, fantasy MVP, averaging almost 40 points and 10 assists and six threes. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can subscribe to me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, among other platforms. You can follow me at bbdaddypodcast on Twitter or at basketballdaddypodcast on Instagram. Thank you again for listening. See you next time.